A very good morning out there. Welcome to another live session. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I want to welcome you especially this morning to another live broadcast. This is the Porter's Gate online broadcast and of course this is our prophetic prayer school. Well, I want to quickly apologize. I started a bit late. We're supposed to start for 10 o'clock but I was having some little bit of uh, issues here with our network but thank God we are here again. We are alive and well. We thank God for his mercy and his goodness. This morning we'll try to conclude on this uh, uh, session that we've been looking into for two days now on who is a prophet. We want to understand, we want the Spirit of God to give us insight, revelation, and understanding in regards to defining who a prophet is. So this morning, once again, we are going to continue to look into the reality of this principle. There's several things the Spirit of God is unpacking and revealing to us as we seek to understand the ways of God, the nature of God, the life of God, and of course the principles and the values is established for us in tracking his mind and his will in this new day. As we continue to allow the Lord to take us further into his heart, into his mind, and of course into his word, that we'll have a better perspective to how to live life and how to represent the intentions of God in this brand new day so once again welcome thank you for joining this morning wherever you're joining from those of us watching from youtube and of, of course from our, our facebook uh, live broadcast thank you so very much i want to welcome everybody please invite your friends share the link let's get to hear the heart of god and the mind of god regarding this interesting and very uh, uh, important topic that is is very crucial and uh, highly require for us even as we continue to transverse the reality of this brand new day the days that we live in demands that we return back to truth that we re return back to the counsels of god thank you brother derek i see you oh well i think something has happened well and now i can see the name of the person that have joined well something i think god must have answered our prayer on on facebook live thank you so much brother derek for watching all right i can even you know uh send a wave a wave i can i can do this i'm sure you can see that all right, thank you so very much. We want to bless the Lord for another beautiful day. I'm so excited to be here, even though we're starting a bit late, but it's good to be here to share the word of God. Whenever I have the opportunity to share, you know, the, the heart of God and the mind of God with the people of God is always an interesting and uh, exciting thing for me. So I'm believing God this morning once again that the Spirit of God will take us further. All right, we're going to conclude. We'll see how we can try to conclude on defining amen the prophet who is a prophet We've, of course we have looked into uh, what prophetic is what prophecy is now we're dealing with amen who is a prophet because these three components allow us to be able to understand or uh, the entire spiritual concept of how to function and work in the reality of the prophetic ministry so we've dealt with amen understanding prophetic that term prophetic we've looked into it we understand what that means now we've also dealt with thank you so very much brother Derek. we also dealt with the issue of you know defining prophecy we've also understood what prophecy is we we searched the scripture we've looked at revelation 19 where the bible says amen the spirit the testimony of our lord jesus christ is the spirit of prophecy and we have said that prophecy is the unveiling is the revealing of the heart of God, of the mind of God, of the intentions of God. Prophecy is getting to understand what the Lord, amen, has ordained, desire, and design, amen, for life. So in prophecy, we get to know, amen, the, the, the tailor-made realities of God for our life. Every, every, every one of us carries, amen, a prophetic program because we are all brought here 
you know, uh, through a divine prophetic uh, objective. You know, we are all living their divine purpose. All right. Like I always say that we cannot understand purpose without understanding. Amen. Prophecy. We cannot say we are living life successfully. Amen. We cannot talk about, you know, purpose from the dimension of the humanistic ideology without factoring the nature and the character of, amen, the prophetic. Because the prophetic reveals to us, amen, God's, God's intention for our life. Right, before I continue, you know, preaching, let's let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for another brand new day like this. Thank you for you have prepared the table and you've, you've, you have invited us again. And we are here, Lord, to hear from you. We are here to partake of your heart, of your mind. As we journey further this morning, oh God, to look into the nature and the character of who a prophet is. As you continue to reveal to us how to understand this unique this this strange but unique yes identity of a person oh god father we pray oh god that indeed we'll be able to have a, a a better understanding a better clarity of who you are because indeed all of the fivefold gift reflect a dimension of your nature reflect to us yes a perspective of who christ is father we thank you this morning once again open our eyes of understanding illuminate our minds touch our understanding give us depth oh god yes father that we may see into what this ministry is and how this ministry can benefit us because indeed your word says the ministry are for the benefit of the saints they are for the edification of the saints to all come to that dimension of maturity that place that place that position in christ that is called the full stature that position of the telios we thank you this morning once again that your spirit will continue to engage us and we will continue to respond accordingly we bless you we honor you we glorify you in jesus name amen well, thank you so much again this morning. Uh, we'll, we believe the Lord to grant us insights, to give us, you know, better understanding of, you know, the things the Lord is showing and, and revealing to us. Several things that we are believing God to look into. Okay, maybe what I should do, I should just quickly go into uh, my, my note, my PowerPoint, and uh, we're going to, you know, kind of, you know, move from where we, where we stopped yesterday and just see how we can conclude. Like I said, we want to conclude, you know, uh, today. And what we are tracking, all right, is to understand, is to understand the nature, to understand the nature, the ministry, and of course, the life of a prophet. And we're doing all of this by bringing you know definitions and perspective and and uh, you know framework to this powerful ministry that i believe is more than ever before needed okay if there's ever going to be um, a, a moving forward the bible says in Hosea, all right god god brought out his people amen through a prophet and through a prophet amen he nurtured them and so we begin to see and understand that this ministry is quite amen relevant and important for the building for the upgrading for the deliverance of the people of God, yet we are, we know that this ministry has been so misrepresented, has been challenged amen, in in different areas that so many people, even in the church today, all right, you, you find in fact you find two two different you know people in the church. You find those who don't want to have anything to do with the prophetic. You, you, no, no. They can talk about every other thing, but don't just begin to talk about the prophet or the prophetic among them. Because the moment they shut, they just shut themselves off. Alright? And that is because of what has been done to them. Alright? The way the prophetic minister has, has been misrepresented. And then you have those, alright, who are on the extreme that if you're not talking the prophetic, they don't want to hear. If, you, if you're not mentioning, thus yet the Lord. The Lord is going to X, Y, Z to you. God, your miracle is coming. You know, 
know, give, give a prophetic word. They don't, they believe God is not there. So you have these two extremes, but we've got to be able to balance this because, you know, working with God and tracking the things of the Spirit is all about balance. While I was praying, I remember talking about, amen, the prophetic, the prophetic being, amen, a dimension and an aspect, amen, of, of the life of Christ. And that is true. All of the fivefold gifts. So when we, when, we, when we look at the term or when we hear the word gift, I think we need to we need to reorientate our mind regarding what that is because when we talk about gift we think about somebody giving us gifts we think about somebody just blessing us and indeed yes God wants us to be blessed but the gift amen the reason why they call it gift is because you can't buy it is a gift but that doesn't mean that the thing is free of child and it doesn't mean that it's there to just discharge, you know, you know, things like Father Christmas. No, the gift are there, the Bible says, for the equipping of the saints, for the building up, amen, for us to come to that place of maturation, of development, for us to come to the place where we can fulfill, we can feel full, amen, we can come to what God, amen, has ordained. Every human being born, amen, has got a prophetic tag upon their life. There's something heaven ordained our life for. Every city, nation, community, amen, has something that they need to carry out in terms of God's will, God's counsel, God's plan, God's purpose. All right. And, you know, the one that heaven has, has called and chosen, we read the scripture a few days ago, the Bible says, not even Jesus took it upon himself, amen, to take the position of the high priest, but he surrendered himself and waited for him who called him into the ministry, amen, of the high priest, the father himself. He said, to Day you have become my son. So it's important that we understand that everything that has that has to do with the things of the spirit have a protocol that we've got to follow, we've got to obey, we've got to respond to. And this is these are some of the things that I really want us to look into with dealing with, if you will, you know, the behind the scene, all right, the behind the veil of what defines you know the ministry gift and how to function in them. If we don't understand what makes things work, amen, and all we're interested in is in the remote working, and we're not interested amen in how you know the, the, the technical realities all right the the technology behind the thing then it, it's easy for us to be taken advantage of we we cannot continue continue to live our life amen as a consumer christian we also want to be producers we want to be proof producers jesus you know you know called us to be proof producers we don't want to live amen in just handouts you know our hands are just stretched all right and we just want the gift we just want the gift all right some sometimes some of this thing that men call gift amen and in fact you know you know you know uh, uh, lies to lure us to 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 draw us from from the path and so if we begin to understand how you know the things of the spirit works it is very difficult it will be very difficult for the enemy to come and use amen the things of god the gifts of god amen to lure us out of the will of god and this is what i've been dealing with and i'll continue to deal with because i feel if we understand how th how things work if we understand amen how the engine of a car works amen it's not just the movement if we understand the principle of how how homes houses amen are built amen and, and we know that amen we are we're doing the right thing then it's very difficult amen for our house to collapse when the storm and the rain amen begins to fall because indeed they will fall the storm will come the rain will come will be challenged amen but while we're going through those challenge when we know that we have received the right spiritual foundation we've been built upon the rock amen that cannot be moved then we will go 
to rest. Jesus, Jesus was so at rest. He said, let's go to the other side. He was so assured, amen, that they will reach the other side. He wasn't bothered about the storm that was going to rage. He wasn't bothered about, amen, the wind and all of the things that were going to happen, amen, in transit. But the Bible says he went to rest. He went to sleep, amen. And the disciples cried. They said, Master, don't you care that we are going to perish? But he has seen the end. He says, that's the prophetic. When you have an understanding, amen, about the future, you have an understanding about how, amen, the Lord is leading you and where he's leading you to. You go to rest. It becomes Sabbath. Amen. While others are panicking, you, you just go to rest. And I'm believing the Lord that, amen, as we continue to you know, deal with this truth that we will find ourselves in the position of rest. Because indeed, the Lord has called us to rest. The priest must not sweat. The priest must not sweat. We must engage the things of God, particularly in this day, amen, in rest. And to, to have rest, we must understand, amen, the ways of God, the will of God, the word of God, amen. We must understand the divine pattern. We must understand the, the, the counsels of God. We must understand the way God, amen, will have us live life. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm seeing all the, you know, yes. Oh, wow. I guess Facebook has done something to their, you know, you know to their device because I can see all the, you know, you know, hands up. I can see all the, the likes and the, and the love, you know, you guys are sharing. Thank you all. I appreciate it. All right. So let's continue. Let's continue. All right. So we're dealing with understanding the nature of the prophet. I think this is, to me, this is one area that is very, very, you know, challenging, interesting, you know, because of how do you begin to define a prophet? That's why I said we need to find, we need to find the framework. You see, for every spiritual activity, there are frameworks. All right, for every spiritual dimensions and an expression, there are framework. All we all we want is the skeleton. We just want to find the skeleton. We're not particular about having the nitty gritty. No, you see, nitty gritty will come as we find the structure. If you want to build a house, of course, you need to find a land first. You need to find a man. You know, a, 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 a space. You have your space. You understand the nature of the ground. You understand the nature of the of you know of 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 you know of the ground that you want to build. And of course, the ground, the area. Will Will begin to determine the kind of structure you're going to build there all right if you if you find a land in a swampy area you don't you don't want to you know invest more on sand you, you want a man to to get things that will solidify you know your your your, your you know your, your your foundation and those are the things that i want us to look into not more of the structure we're going to build a structure but hey the land the, the, the environment that we want to build this house amen would define amen what goes into the foundation Alright, if you're building your house on the rock, we already know that that house, amen, will have solidity. But if you, if you, if you, if you are, if you are able to just get a, a, you know, a property, a land in a swampy area, you know, you have to invest a lot of material, amen, in the solidity, amen, of your foundation. And once you understand that, the foundation then defines and determines, amen, the structure. You see, the structure does not define the foundation. The foundation defines, amen, the, the piece of land and the foundation, amen, the, 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 the parameters that you have, amen, the, 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 the size of the land would define, amen, how, whichever way you want to design the house, amen, but that foundation, amen, would define and determine what you want to do. And that's important, amen, in the things of the Spirit. Once we get the foundation right, it's easy to build up. That's why the Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? 
And this is what we are trying to correct because we have laid, particularly the prophetic, on the wrong foundation. We have laid our walk and our engagement in the things of the Spirit, amen, the way we interact and engage, amen, with the things of God. Remember that when we're talking about engaging with the prophetic, we're talking about engaging with Christ, amen, from a dimension, amen, that reflects his prophetic nature. When we talk about engaging, amen, the, the apostolic, amen, we're talking about engaging Christ, amen, from a governmental, you know, you know, building aspect because that's what the apostolic is, to build in accordance to, Amen. The, the foreknowledge of the Father to bring amen, the design of God into, into manifestation, into reality. That is, amen, the apostolic, amen. The church is built upon the apostles, upon, amen, the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. You understand? The foundation defines and determines how far we are going to go and the structure, amen, and the, and the, and the nature of the house we're going to build. So I want us to really emphasize on this concept because the moment you understand, amen, that the person, the gift, amen, of the prophet is easy to interact, amen, with the prophetic giftings. It's easy to interact, amen, with the various character and nature and all of the things, amen, that, that comes with that office. But if we don't know, if we cannot identify, amen, one of, I, I believe, if you ask me, I believe one of the most difficult aspects, amen, to really know about the nature of Christ is the prophetic nature. Because the prophet carries that heart, that life, that expression of, of Christ. And it's very difficult to deal with that. And that is why I guess most people re reduces the prophetic to just, you know, uh, uh, you know, prophesy, you know, and, and, and the giftings and all of this thing. But like we have seen, it's far more than that. It's, I mean, when you begin to go into the book of Revelation... That alone is enough for you to just tell you, well, I rest my case. Because how do you begin to deal with dragons and deal with, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, 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 creatures and you're dealing with all kinds of angels, war here and there and, you know, fire and, you know, and all of this thing that is described and, you know, those images described of, of the temple. When you look into the book of Ezekiel and Ezekiel is describing the temple, I mean, you, you'll be shocked. You ask yourself, is this the same Bible I'm reading? Is this the same Christianity? Or what, what I'm seeing in the scripture, is this the same thing that I'm hearing? Of course, it's far from what we're hearing, you know, because we have not taken time to learn certain dimension, certain reality, amen, of the, of the nature, of the character, of the value that forms that which we call gift. Like I said, when we say gift, what we have in, in mind is, you know, is somebody giving you a gift, the gift of the Spirit is not just a gift given. Amen. The gift of the Spirit means it cannot be bought. When this is, amen, the gift of the Spirit, it means it can, you can't buy it. It's so, it, the, the value is so, is, so, is so high that there is nothing on earth that can, that can you know, that, 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 that is enough, all right, to buy it. You can't buy the prophetic. You can't, that's why the Bible says no one take this honor. It's a, it's a call of honor. You don't take it upon yourself. One day say, well, 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 I think I, I, think I like the prophetic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be called a prophet. Oh, well, well, I think I like the position of an apostle. I think I'm going to be, no, no, no. Nobody take this honor upon himself. It's this, these are, these are position of honor and the only God can honor, only God can reward the honor of that office. And that's why they call it a gift. Just like salvation is a gift. The fact that salvation is a gift does not mean that it's cheap. Um, come on. Jesus paid with his life. 
That thing you, you, you chip in and you look down on, amen. He paid with his own life, with his own blood. So when they say it's a gift, somebody gives you a gift, does not mean that, that that thing does not cost the person. It costs the person. And so when we, once we begin to understand that and we begin to place value, value based on the definitions of God, value based on amen, the, 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 the integrity of the heart of God, value based on the importance of that thing that is given to us, we learn to appreciate it. Appreciation means that we know how to, how to keep them. You see, people, people don't have value for the things of the Spirit. And in fact, many of the people who claim that they are handling this ministry, are working in this ministry, they have no value for it. And that's why they can do you know, whatever they want to do. That's why I said, amen, if we come into what is called the revelation of the love of God and we truly begin to love God, it's easy. It's easy for us to do what? To know how to interact with these things. It's easy for us to learn to handle his things it's easy for us to you know to to approach his things and the people that he's committed into our hands and the resources committed you see when god when you love god and he commits a hundred million into your hand you don't say wow i'm so wealthy i'm so rich i'm just gonna go do do whatever i want to do go go wherever i want to go buy whatever i want no no you know that even that they commit that hand, they commit that amount into your hand because they trust you you're a you're a good steward that the bible says who he, he who is faithful in little much shall be committed you see god is looking for people that he wants to commit wealth into their head but he can't trust them because the moment they give them another gift and give them another god knows what all right suddenly their head goes <laughs> they, they, they start doing things they're not supposed to do you, you understand to whom much is given or rather to whom little is given much is expected or to whom much is given yes much is expected but the bible says if you're committed in little much shall be given to you so how we how we respond how we see the things of god how we understand amen the giftings of god i think is important and and that brings me back to the issue of how we understand the prophetic the prophet amen the prophet you see and i think because certain people have this honor and respect for the prophet it brings us to another dimension that the prophet himself, let me say, quote and unquote, amen, takes an advantage. The fact that you are aware of the honor that comes with the gift and the grace doesn't mean that you take advantage of those who are honoring you. When somebody gives you honor because of the office God has given to you, you understand, you do not leverage on that honor, amen, to take advantage of people or take advantage of the situation or take advantage of even the office because we can do that. And in fact, that's what many have done. They said, don't you know I'm a prophet? Don't you know who I am? Yes, you're a prophet, but the honor is of the Lord. Come on, the honor is of the Lord. The honor is not ours. So if somebody does something for you or give you a gift because of how God has used you to bless them, amen, don't take that for granted. Don't abuse that. I'm very, very, I, I want to be daily sighted on that. I want to do things that will keep me in that state of remembering that, hey, you know, I, I, I like to use this example. <laughs> I'm going to come back to my note. I like to use this example. I remember back in those days when I used to preach, you know, here's Jesus, you know, sending his disciples to go to 
to one of the villages, all right, to get, you know, him a donkey, all right, that he's going to ride into, you know, Jerusalem. Remember the triumphant entry. Yes. And, and uh, this Bible says this donkey has never been ridden by no man. So this is brand new, all right? And Jesus got this donkey, all right? And he's riding into Jerusalem. And that donkey can be you. Come on. That donkey is me. That donkey is all the giftings. We've got to understand that we are donkeys. Yes, we've been given honor, but we're still donkeys because he's riding on us. Hallelujah. We have no might. If you find yourself advancing into the things of God, they give you access into Jerusalem, into Judea, into Samaria, or to the uttermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. And you suddenly begin to get heady. You start begin to feel well. See what we have done, <laughs> and you have forgotten that you are taking Christ into that realm. All right, and you forget that. Listen to this: the honor very soon will be stripped from you. You know, and I remember I used to say to myself, you know, Jesus riding on you into Jerusalem, and and you know, remember the Bible says they laid palm, you know, palm, palm trees and you know palm, you know palm branches and, and all of this. I'm sure some of some of the people must have laid their garment because it was an it was a it was a it was a coming of honor. You know, G, we're talking about the King of Kings here and the Lord of Lords coming into Jerusalem. Those who had sight, those who understand who He is, those who honor Him, Hallelujah. They were placing everything that they could place so that he could just amen walk hallelujah and enter into amen jerusalem because jerusalem is the place where the things of the spirit are going to be birthed and i remember saying back in those days that you know jesus is riding on this donkey and the donkey start feeling wow these people really honor me they really appreciate who i am because at the end of the day jesus is sitting amen on the donkey but the donkey is the one riding on the on the branches and the and the and the things that men have laid on the ground. You see, that is oh God help me. Honor comes with this walk, but you see, before you get to the honor, you know that you're gonna suffer. And I tell you, I've gone through some suffering and I'm still suffering, and I love the suffering. I love it because part of the suffering is that it keeps you focused. You see, when you get to a point where you're no longer suffering from the things of God, when I get to a point where I, I'm not getting people challenging me, you know, I like it. I like it some time ago when a woman began to challenge me. So you're a prophet and began to call me all kinds of names. And, you know, you want to get angry. You want to, you want to bring out that dimension, you know. Let God, let's call down fire. And the Lord says, don't you understand? It's all part, it's all part of the package. You've got to love it. You know, it's a whole total package you've got to love it don't don't fight it you've got to embrace it you know the reason why these men of god have lost their sense of you know calling and purpose and, and not just men even women is because everybody has become a psychophant. you know everybody's their fan come on in fact if nobody's hailing and you know and 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 you know cheering them up they, they get angry they you know they become like you know uh, uh, um, what was it also, well they, they, they become like Ahab. <laughs> When they are rejected, all right, they, they become like Ahab, you know, they, they, they begin to, you know, suck their thumb. You know, no, you've got to, you've got to get some resistance and some rejection, all right? It's good for you. It keeps, it keeps you at breast. It keeps you on, on line when people challenge what you stand for, what you believe. As a, as a servant of God, as a prophet, amen, as a vessel of God, you've got to buy into it and say, thank you, Father. The Bible says they, they rejoice that they, they, that, they, that they suffered for God. They rejoice. It's, it's a good thing to, you know, to, to, to bear the shame of the gospel. We're just tr trying to track. Because it's easy for us to get to the point where we no longer you know, see who we are. And we begin to see what we are doing or what God is using us to do. 
you know, because we are prophets or because we are called into the prophetic ministry. Uh, it is a dangerous place you don't want to be where all right, uh, uh, nobody can talk to you. Nobody can challenge you. Nobody can ask you questions. Nobody can question what you stand for. Nobody can question your revelation. I mean, I love, I love when people, I, I've got a lot of people that always send me a message. You know, prophet, what are you saying there? What, how do you understand that? I, I love it. All right. And some people will, you know, will, will pull you and want to go to the, to the external like, okay, okay, let's leave it there. You understand? But it's good that people have access to challenge, to look into. And I'm not talking about people just, you know, you know, because there are certain people, they are just negative. I'm not talking about that. Those who are negative, you learn to push them aside so they don't distract you. But we must make room, all right, to, to, to allow God to keep us in that state of our humanity. Even though we, we are carrying, amen, the expression of his divinity. You're getting the point. So let's 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 continue to track this. We're dealing with defining amen the office of a prophet. Who is a prophet? We we deal with some important uh, concept yesterday, and uh, let me quickly look at this. All right, let's 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 start with this. Thank you, Father. The prophet, by definition, puts a voice. Put a voice to the father's thought. The only way we can give definition, all right, to the prophetic office or the ministry of a prophet, amen, is to track the interactions of God and the, the way God calls them and, and the, the, the life God, you know, baptized them into. You cannot have just, you know, few lines of, of words to define to you, you know, uh, defining a prophet is not a formula. It, it's not like, well, a prophet is one plus one. It makes two. It doesn't work like that. A pro you can say a prophet is, well, two plus two makes four. It doesn't work like that in the things of the spirit. Are you getting the point? But, but we can study their nature and their character and the various ways in which the Lord, amen, deals and relates with them to understand who they are. And this is what we're going to quickly do as I seek to round up this particular uh, uh, session this morning. All right. So we say by default, the prophet by default puts a voice, put a voice to the father's thought. So you can begin to see that a prophet is one that's got a vocal ministry. All right. It puts a thought. Excuse me. Puts a voice to the father's thought, to the father's desire, his intention, amen, for his church and of course creation. So that's first thing I want us to look into. The father puts a thought. Remember, God, the Father has got a thought, all right? He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, all right? So the prophet is the one who is able to go into the heart of God. Remember, the word of God already reveals to us the intentions of God, the, the desires of God. But not everybody, amen, get to understand what has been written, all right? That doesn't mean that we are not intelligent. It doesn't mean that we are not educated, amen. After all, amen, the Ethiopian Enoch, amen, a minister, amen, of, 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 of the, the finance, you know, minister of finance in Ethiopia. The Bible says he went to Jerusalem to worship. He was coming back, amen. He was reading the book of Isaiah. He could read, but guess what? He could not understand why he was reading because understanding is a spirit amen that you must be baptized into and that's why the people of the world they will argue they will argue because you know they're trying to interact with the things of the spirit with their mind or religious people they will say but 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 i read it but no no you could read the scripture amen but you see the scripture is concealed the scripture is sealed amen the scripture amen is 
coded and i'm not talking about some mis, you know mystical code now i'm talking about amen a sealing of the spirit until they break the seal of the word jesus said you search the word you think you're going to find life the word speaks of me the word is about a person's about the revelation of an ascended life in christ jesus all right so when 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 the prophet begins to break the seal of the word by going into the heart of god and and this is not just about you know the greek and hebrew terminology now the Greek and Hebrew terminology is good amen for us to know the meaning of words but knowing the meaning of word does not mean that we understand the spirit of the word you see Hebrew and Greek you know uh, uh, literal meaning of words root meaning of word amen it's not revelation amen that's why i i often don't use them because they're good it's good to have the literal meaning of words so at least we we have a you know a clear understanding of what that word means but you know hebrew meaning and greek meaning amen and latin meaning does not mean that we have access and entrance into the word of god the word of god is spiritual and until our spirit is open amen to the spirit of the word jesus said the word that i speak to you they are spirit and their life now based on or due to the nature of the of the of the of the person of the of a, of a prophet he has the ability to go into the word of god and just open the heart and say this is what the lord is saying there and that doesn't mean that what he said is final but he's got that grace because of his proximity all right so that's why i said amen the prophet by definition puts a voice to the father's thought to the father's desire amen to the father's intention for his ecclesia and of of course for you know uh, uh, um for generation if you read Je jeremiah one all right you see there where god began to interact with jeremiah now when you read all the the prophetic books you know jeremiah ezekiel isaiah Uzziah, you know and all this you know prophet the, the chapter one will will introduce you to who they are in fact when you study this these books amen the very the very first second you know maybe third chapter introduces you to how god amen is interacting with these people to how god is relating to them and that gives you insight to how you get to understand their uniqueness the way god related to jeremiah was totally different from the way he related to isaiah so it's ezekiel all right in jeremiah you will notice that in fact maybe i should quickly go to jeremiah one you will notice that they started by introducing jeremiah amen who was a priest from anatot Jeremiah was a priest, and I remember sharing, I can't remember, was it yesterday or two days ago, I was saying, all prophets are first priests. All prophets are first priests, all right? So that position of a priesthood, amen, prepares you, amen, for the operation, for the ministration of your office. But first of all, amen, you, you must be a priest. Now, who is a priest? A priest is one who stands on behalf of. A priest is one who goes on behalf of or speaks on behalf of. Yes, a priest, amen, is one who stands on behalf of or who goes on behalf of or who speaks on behalf of. A priest, amen, is an intercessor. A priest, amen, is an intermediary. A priest, amen, is a goat in between. A priest is a bridge. A, a, a priest bridges two realms, through dimension, through, you know, two orders. That's important. That is important. Every, 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 every ascended ministry, amen especially the prophetic amen is redemptive because the heart of god the first heart of god for creation is redemption god wants 
ought to be saved. Amen. He wants us to be saved. He wants us to come into the reality, amen, of what his son has done on the cross. Amen. That is important. Amen. And, and as he gets us saved, he calls us, amen, to carry out the same work of redemption, but in a, in a unique way. What I'm doing right now is a work of redemption. All right. The whole essence of the prophetic, amen, is for the redeeming of our lives, of our soul, of our spirit, Amen. To divine intention, to divine program. It's, it's important that we understand that, okay? Whatever God is doing, whatever God is giving to us, the blessings that we are enjoying, amen, or, you know, the, the ability to walk in certain, you know, spiritual giftings, miracle, power, in you know, all of these things, they are redemptive. Whenever God does something, the Bible says miracle, amen, is to draw, is to draw people to God, is to draw people to Christ, amen. So when we see these things happen, they are not there for show. You know, you know, a lot of people go to church and somebody performs a miracle. Pastor, somebody just raised, you know, his head. God knows God, something just happened and everybody goes wild and you think you're in Hollywood. No. That is, amen, to draw people to God. But today, amen, performing miracles has become what? Entertainment has become a leverage to get more people into the church, not into the kingdom. We've got to have redemption, amen, behind the act of ministry, behind the function of ministry. The function of ministry, the core function of ministry, amen, is redemptive. Be it apostolic, be it, amen, you know, a, a prophetic, amen, is redemptive by nature. Amen. And it's from that position of redemption that we are restored back to our original identity, to our, to our original position of calling in Christ Jesus. This is important. If we miss this, we have missed amen, the essence, the purpose of ministry. The reason why God will train and prepare a, a person to go into China, deep into China, amen, is for the redemption, amen, of, 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 of the people there. And God may baptize that person with the ability, amen, to walk miracle signs and wonder. The essence of the miracle signs and wonder, amen, is not just to go perform something. It's not just to go prove a point. No, it's to awaken a people and say, wow, you mean there's a God that can do this? I yield myself to that God. I surrender myself to that God. This is important. I said I was going to read Jeremiah. Maybe we should go to Jeremiah. Let me quickly read that. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just want to show you something quickly. Yes, Jeremiah chapter 1. The Bible says the word of Jeremiah, the son of Elkanah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. Did you see that? So we, we, we understand that Jeremiah is a priest. So locating the minister of the office of a prophet, all prophets are priests. A priest must stand on behalf of the people and must stand on behalf of God. It's important that we explain that. It's important. In fact, it's very you know, critical that we factor that. As a prophet, you must have heart for the people. You see, the way, the only way we can describe, amen, this office, amen, is to describe, the only way we can define the prophet is to describe who a prophet is. And that's what I've been trying to do for the past two days. A description of what we see, what we, you know, read in the scripture will help us to understand who a prophet is. So, so you see that, amen, the, 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 the priest, excuse me, uh, a prophet is a priest. 
And then from there, the Bible says in verse, in verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him in the 13 years. So there is a calling. The word of the Lord came to him. That word, amen, is not just an instructive word. It's a word that calls him into ministry. Is a word, yes, my sister, a prophet is a priest. A prophet is a priest. So the next word we see, the next thing that happened to this priest is that, is that he was upgraded, if you will. And, and when I say upgraded, I'm not saying that, the, remember that the work of a priest has no upgrade. You, you, you can't be, you know, first priest, second priest, or chief priest. Like you hear some, some, some prophet will say, Era, they are major one. <laughs> if there's major one, there's major two. So there's major three. He, uh, you understand? There's nothing like that. A prophet is a prophet. Even though we share the same, we share amen, the same value, but we have different spiritual rankings. And the ranking, amen, is determined by the quality of our spirit, not by the quality of the assignment. Amen. There is no small assignment or, you know, a primary assignment, key assignment you know advanced assignment all assignments are assignment you understand amen well, all assignments are assignment but guess what the way we track god and the way we respond to god differs and that is what defines how far we go in the things of god amen jesus said henceforth i call you no more servants but friends he said friends does not keep secret amen for, for themselves so jesus amen promoted his own disciples amen to the position of what friends friends means amen is is is, is revealing is opening up amen the deep things of his heart you remember there were things he wanted to share with them he said i cannot share this thing with you now he said because you cannot bear them he said but when the spirit of truth come he will lead you into all truth because he expected them amen to have increased in their commitment in their walk with him you understand this how we walk how we press into the things of the spirit into the heart of god reveals amen the things of the spirit to us amen the bible talk about the deep things of god the deep things of god amen are, are received amen by our our level of passion and hunger and yearning amen we're not hungry because we want revelation we're hungry because we want his heart and the more you desire the heart of God, the more they take you deeper. The more you hunger and thirst. We read the scripture in Isaiah 55 a few days ago. It said, let those who hunger, who thirst, let them come. You see, your, your state of hunger, your state of thirst, amen, will define how far you're going to drink. The word of the Lord came to him in the, in the, in the 13th year of the reign of Joash, the son of, Am, in the son of Ammon, king of Judah. And through the reign of Joachim, so can you see that a priest is selected within amen, a ruling government? A, you know, a, a prophet is selected amen, within amen, a ruling government, within a state, within a day, within amen, a, a, an activity in the earth, amen, within a political system in the earth. Hallelujah. Whatever political system that is governing or ruling, amen, define amen, the kind of prophets that they send to you. All right? there, there are certain prophets that will be released in this new day amen to deal with the nature of the days that we have been born into all right that doesn't mean that the prophets that were released to us 10 15 years ago are irrelevant no 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 they are relevant for their day for their time and their time is past but in the days that we live in right now based on the kind of issues and powers and system that we are dealing with they they fashion for us amen they tailor made for us amen a quality of prophets who have the answer who have the who if you will who 
have the kind of bold forehead, amen, to deal with the nature of the day. The kind of prophets that will not run, that will not shy away, that will not go look for some holes to hide. No, a prophet that will say, you come in, make my day. I'm ready for you. You see, the nature of the day selects the quality, the kind of prophets that is released. So you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you know, uh, uh, use one, you know, one, one tailor-made, you know, word, all right, to, to, you know, to, to define everybody. It doesn't work like that, all right? Now I am doing what God has prepared me for, amen, 20 years ago for this nation. This is my day. This is my time. This is my moment, all right? This is, this is a period that I've been waiting for, all right? Heaven, heaven created this, this platform, amen, and they've been preparing me. I've been, I've been prepared. I've been prepared. The corona prepared me and pushed me amen to a point where i can then begin to step into that which heaven has called me you know this is like i'm running you know it's like i'm on a trade i'm on a, I'm on a treadmill you know you ask yourself are you, somebody will ask you are you are you on some kind of a drug the way you you continue just carrying on i don't feel it because i've been prepared for this you see being aware of that itself gives you an ability and the capacity amen to function you have boldness you have courage you have capacity you're not afraid you can speak why because you've been prepared for this day it's a word that has gone forth waiting for you this is what the bible says regarding jesus he came to fulfill that which has been spoken the word had gone ahead of him there are things that you're coming into amen amen that that has been that has been spoken on behalf of you there are realities that you're coming into why the occasion the occasion amen is never amen, a disadvantage for us no occasion amen prepare us to step into our day you see that's that's a kind of sight we've got to have we've got to understand when the world and the religious people look at what going on they cried they were like who who's gonna save the day no 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 there's a boy coming from the backside of the wilderness who, who had killed a bear and a lion but nobody knew about it but that boy is gonna save the day why because it was his time they prepared him for that it's not about age it's about our alignment to divine timing and season amen to yielding ourselves to the you know to the principles of god is like esther you understand she had to go through nine nine months nine months of preparation when the occasion came they show our fault amen she carried the day she spoke amen just one look by the king that was it i'm not looking for another woman again this is the one well, you see, but if we're not aware of all of that then we will miss our day we'll miss our time we'll have to wait for another season where amen they will come and trouble the water you see so we we, we need to understand what what the spirit of god is emphasizing here L listen to the scripture the Bible says the word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year. I like that concept, in the 13th year. Not in the 14th year, and not in the 10th year. In the 13th, hallelujah. In the, in the, in, let me read that again. And the word of the Lord, verse 2, and the word of the Lord came amen, in, the 13th, in the 13th year of the reign. There's a, there's a reigning king, but the word of the Lord comes. There's a reigning king, but the word of the Lord came. You see, when the word of the Lord comes, amen, the face of a man from a position of just being a priest change, amen, to the level, amen, of one being coronated. Remember, this coronation is not done before men. <laughs> this coronation is not done before men, amen. He was coronated before, amen, the cloud of witnesses, before the angels, and before the Father, amen. Jesus said, amen, <laughs> he, he had called us from the beginning, you know, he, even, even Jeremiah himself said, they said to Jeremiah, they said, while you are in your mother's womb, we've called you, separated you, and anoint you to be what? To be a 
prophet. So we know that a prophet is a called one. A prophet is an anointed one. A prophet, amen, is a sent one. What are we doing? We're trying to rediscover this important ministry so that, amen, we, we don't allow the enemy to continue to lie to us by giving us, amen, the, the, the fake. No, we want people to begin to understand the, the nature, the environment, the, the, the position, amen, of, of, of how this ministry, amen, functions. Yes, it's complex. Yes, it's unique. But it's, 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 it's something that we can, we, can, we can learn, we can know if we have the heart. So that's that. Now, if you go to, <clears throat> if you go to Isaiah, you will notice that the way they introduce Isaiah is a bit different. Now, let's go to uh, Isaiah chapter one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Isaiah chapter one says the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah the son of Amos saw during the reign of Uzziah, Jotam, Ahaz. And Ezekiah, king of Judah. So you begin to see, I think there are about four kings here that were mentioned, amen. All right? That in the days of these four kings, the word of the Lord came to, amen, Isaiah through a vision. This is the word of the Lord, the vision concerning Judah. All right? So this Isaiah begins to, through Isaiah, they begin to show us, amen, that a prophet is also called, amen, with a vision regarding nations, regarding nations. All right? And these nations are represented, you know, via these kings. So you begin to understand that the prophetic, amen, is a governmental ministry, is a ministry assigned, amen, to change atmosphere, to change realms, to change, you know, locations, amen, to engage with princes, to engage with powers, principality, to engage, amen, with those that are called kings. So you will always see that once, amen, there's a king in place that is a prophet that is chosen. I'm explaining this for us to know how to interact. So when we see, when we locate a prophet, we understand that we're dealing with what? A governmental, you know, entity. We're dealing with one, like I said yesterday, one who is not of the earth. Amen. Yes. Kings rule the earth. Prophets, amen, rules the realm of the spirit. And of course, whatever happened in the realm of the spirit gets to impact, gets to, amen, transform, gets to shift things in the human realm. So if a king, amen, ruling in the natural realm is not aligning, amen, to the king of kings, to the lord of lords, amen, he's going to get himself in trouble <laughs> because that prophet, amen, will make sure that he's removed, will make sure that he's toppled, will make sure, amen, because the plan of the enemy is to use kings and authority in the air. Remember, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 2, excuse me, um, Psalm 2 says the kings of the earth, the kings of the earth, they rise against God and is anointed. So, so while everybody in the church are dealing with, you know, the day-to-day -day work, the prophet is not dealing with just the day-to-day. -day. The prophet is dealing with something beyond, something above, all right? As much as he's present in the church, but his eyes, his location, his position, his, 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 his mission, amen, is something beyond just serving tables and feeding people, you know? He's dealing with something in the realm of the spirit that will transform things in the human realm. I'm just helping us to understand all right this. So this is very important. Let's 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 carry on. So I'm I'm back to my note. The, the you know let's, where did I stop? Okay, let's let's continue. The word of God is the most important, you know, precise revealer of God's mind and will. I'm going I'm I'm back to the function of a prophet now. 
this is still part of defining who a prophet is. Maybe I should take it again from the first uh, uh, first phrase or the first sentence. It said, the prophet by default puts a voice to the father's thought, desire, intention for the ecclesia and of course for creation. It's a governmental ministry. So it deals with two realities, amen, that, that speaks into God's plan, God's purpose. The ecclesia is sent to shift, to change things, all right, to bring creation back to divine order. And of course, the prophet speaks into creation itself. All right. So let's, 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 let's continue. The word of God is the most precise revealer of God's mind. Remember, we said that the prophet is a revealer of God's thoughts, desire, intention. Now I'm saying the word of God is the, is, is the, is the, is the most precise re revealer of God's mind and will for the fulfillment of man's destiny. Why? Because the prophet represents, amen, the mind of God to men, all right? The prophet re represents, you know, the desires of God, all right? But the prophet, amen, by default must live his life within the context of God's word. The prophet must not, you know, build his life merely on revelation, the highest and the most important revelation, amen, is the word itself. The word, amen, is the revealer of the mind of God. So whatever God reveals in his word becomes the vehicle to which, amen, the prophet interprets his revelation. No revelation must be revealed outside the context of the word of God. And no book outside, amen, the revelation of God's word must become the de facto, amen, of our revelation. Because I know some people, you know, will, will tell you, well, God sp still speak through other books like Book of Enoch, all right, and the seven books of Moses and all of these books that were not part of the canons of the scriptures. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I do not believe in that. You say what? But you were not there when the canons were put together. Well, God in his divine amen, uh, 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 counsel, make sure that amen, what you and I need to know and to have regarding the revelation of his son amen, are intact in what is called the Bible. Any other book that is not part of it, 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 I don't care the revelation of what that book carries. I don't care what that book says, amen. You can read it for your own leisure, but don't make it, amen, a doctrinal book. And don't build, amen, your revelation or the things of God, amen, based on those books. I believe that the people that God used to inspire and to put this book together, amen, that God was dealing with them. To the point that the majority were able to say, no, these are the ones that we believe should, amen, should meet, have met, amen, the values of the canons. All right? Because somebody will tell you, I've, I've, I've met a lot of prophets that will tell you, well, 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 the word of God is not complete. In fact, if you want to understand more of Revelation, you need to go read the, the book of Enoch. Well, I've read some part of the book of Enoch, but I do not see that, amen. In fact, when you read the book of Enoch and you're tracking with the Spirit of God, you will know that something is wrong with that book. You will know that there is something, amen. You see, if, I, I mean, I, I like epic. If you turn the book of Enoch, all right, to some ep epic movie, I'm sure I'll be one of the first to buy it because I, I like to, you know, I, I like to explore. I like to, I like to delve into, you know, the, you know, you know, history and all of that, you know, and, and, and epic things and ancient things. I like that. 
you understand but make no mistake i will never take that amen and and and, and begin to practice them as part of you know uh, you know what guides my sense of spirituality never because you see we've got you see this is why i'm saying in the days that we live in we need a sanctified well you know concept well built you know foundation of what is called discipleship spirit the reason why a lot of people today are missing the things of God and running after mysticism and running after some mystic power and running after some God knows what they call spirituality is because they were never solidified. They were never built on the revelation. Their foundation was never the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right? If you don't have Jesus Christ as the foundation, as the revelation, as the framework, amen, as the definer amen, of, of, your, of your life, listen to this. You will fall for something called spirituality that would derail you from the counsels of God. And I've seen a lot of that, particularly in this part of the world, yeah, particularly in this uh, uh, um, Southern Africa. I've seen a lot of things people are doing in the name of spirituality that are totally aberrant to the values, to the standard of God's word, all right? In the name of spirituality, in the name of revelation, all right? And people are missing the mark. I'm talking about powerful people. Some of them have challenged them. They, they've stopped talking to me as men of God because I challenged their, their understanding of doctrine. You see, this prophet has got solidity in doctrine. If you're a prophet and you do not have doctrinal foundation, when I mean doctrinal foundation, I'm not talking about a foundation to which your church is built. I'm talking about the foundation that defines the values of your life because that's what doctrine is. Doctrine is, amen, the solidity that defines the, the values of your spirituality, amen. You see, doctrine itself is not, it's not, you know, angels jumping there and there, but they are the framework, they are the, they are the guidance. They are there, amen, to help you to build so that, amen, you don't lose track. You don't go out of, out of the way, amen. If you, if you, if you overstretch truth out of balance, it becomes an error. The other just said, if you overstretch truth out of balance, that truth becomes error because all truth must have, amen, a divine, you know, a, a scale that, you know, that, that, that keeps them, amen, in that flow of truth or else you, I can take one truth and overflow that truth to the point that that truth becomes a weapon that destroys. And that's why you discover that all cults, all cults, amen, have 70% or even 80% of truth. All cults. And it's that truth that attracts people. Many of these churches all right, that have become cults, many of these so-called men of God and pastors and God knows what they're doing. All right, many of the things that they're doing, they saw it in the Bible. All right? They saw it in the Bible. But because they do not have amen, a foundation, a balance, a scale. You see, I always say to people, you cannot define or measure something if you don't have a skill to measure. How do you define what is true if you don't have amen, a standard, a skill to measure truth? The Bible says, test all spirit. You know, that's a powerful scripture. Test. How do you test if you don't have amen, a standard, a value? If you don't have the material, the equipment of testing, how do you test? That's why our churches must become, amen, a spiritual laboratory. We've got to have a department, amen, that can test things. 
If you want to succeed in life, you've got to have a man where you test out things. Where you, you know, many of the things that today I can say I've come to know and believe and accepted, amen, as prophetic, amen, were things that I, were, I, were, I was testing, you know, years ago, decades ago, you know, while I was a pastor. I mean, thank God for the people God gave to me. I mean, they were just my guinea pigs. We were, we were testing all kinds of things back in those days. But those things, amen, grew to prove that they're true. So if, that's why the Bible says, one should prophesy, two should judge. Somebody should be able to, to listen to what you're saying. Somebody should be able to listen to that, you know, message you're preaching. Oh yeah, wow. What? You hear people say, powerful word, man of God. What a revelation. Can we judge that revelation on the, on the principles and the precepts of God's word? Or can we just take it and run with it and say, wow, what a word. You know, I have heard things being said on pulpits and I'm like, wow. Can, can, we, can, we put, can we put that thing to test? And you see the men of God who are so happy and suddenly they, their eye grow, go red. You're like, why are you, why, why are you, don't get agitated. This is what the scripture says. If I'm saying something, if, if, if you're hearing something from this broadcast that is not aligning to you know, scripture, you've got every right to say, uh, uh, please, man of God, that thing you said, can you please elaborate? I didn't understand that. If, if I get angry because, of, because you're asking a question, it means amen, there is a different ulterior motive. There's an ulterior motive. There is a different spirit. Amen. You can be saying the right thing with the, with the wrong spirit. Amen. You can be saying the right thing with a wrong spirit, with a wrong attitude, amen, with an agenda. And I've seen people use truth, amen, to promote an agenda. I've seen people say all kinds of nice things from scripture, but to promote. That's why you don't just listen to what people say. You listen to the spirit behind what they're saying. We're defining who a prophet is. And you see. Because if I give you a definition of who a prophet is, it, it doesn't suffice. It's not enough. You have to understand, amen, through spiritual dealings and experience and how the scripture, amen, show us, amen, how God dealt with people. You know, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all of these people, they show us the different unique pattern of the dealings of God. So the word of God, what brought all of this is, you know, this statement, the word of God is the most precise revealer of God's mind and will. For the fulfillment of man's destiny, prophecy by nature reflects in detail. Listen to this. Prophecy by nature re re reflects in detail the various facets and components of God's redemptive plan, intentions, wisdom, nature, power, authority, and dealings through the ages to the present time. That is prophecy. All right? So that we know. So when they say a pro prophetic word has gone forth, yes, we know that, but we need the spirit of a prophet to help us to break it down. That was what, you know, John did, amen, on the day of Pentecost. A prophetic word was coming to pass. Something was happening that the people were interpreting all right, with their own various ideology. <laughs> and, and, and Peter, who was, who was once afraid, you see, a prophet is not one that is given to fear. And Peter stood up amen, in that day. He said, guys, we, these guys are not, we're not drunk. This is that that had been prophesied by Prophet Joel. So what you see manifesting is a fulfillment of a decree of a word that has gone forth. Waiting for his due time. The due time has come. The due day is here. What you see manifesting is the fulfillment of God's word. A new day has come. 
A new season is here. So when we say a new day, a new time, a new season, we hear all of this thing. is the opening hallelujah, of, of a new chapter for the fulfillment of a prophetic word. This day that we are in, amen. All of the things that is happening right now under the guise of corona, all of them, no, 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 is an opening. It, the corona, if you will, ushered us amen, into a new season that is, that is giving us an opportunity, amen, to redress, to correct, amen, to realign, to reevaluate, amen, and to receive a new matching order as the open hallelujah the ark for us to begin to access the heart of God as we press further into the day of his revealing the day of his manifestation if we don't understand that we'll be afraid we'll be giving on to oh the business is closing no businesses are closing up amen for a new business to arise amen yes things are closing up for a new except the corn of a of a of a wheat falls to the ground and die it abides alone don't you understand that all of the things that is happening right now is an opportunity amen for us to step into a new day of bringing forth hallelujah more of that which god wants to see manifest in the earth that in god there are no death that Death is a gateway, amen, to life. If we don't understand that, we will all fold our hands and give up and complain. No, no, no. This is my day. This is your day. This is the best day of your life. If you're tracking with God and you understand the heart of God and you understand prophetic dealing and you are walking, amen, with those who carry the spirit of prophecy, amen, and prophets, amen, you will understand that they will be telling you that this is a day of great opportunity. If there's any time to start a business, it's now. If there's any time to start a new school, is now. If there's any time earlier to start a new ministry, it is now because the opportunity is there. Amen. The, 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 the ground has been has been tilled. Hallelujah. The ground, the ground, amen. The fallow ground, amen, has, has, has been walked on. You know, now the ground can receive seed. If there is ever a time for you to do anything, it's now. When people are afraid and running away, it's time for you to engage. It's an opportunity for the church. But if you cannot see it, you will join them to sing their chorus. And you also go into hiding. And, the, and that spirit of fear. You know, one of the things that Corona brought was fear. But you see, where there is fear, faith is triggered. So if we understand what the Lord is doing, that, oh, everybody's, no, 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 no. It's time to rise up. Because the fear is strategic, is to keep people bound, is to keep, while certain satanic powers, all right, they are capitalizing on the people, on the fear of the people. They're selling us all kinds of things. Selling us. <laughs> now you rise up, you say, sorry, this is my day. I'm stepping into it. Are you getting the point? This is, this is what the prophetic does. It gives you perspective. A prophet is one, amen, who can help you to see things in their right way, in their right order. Oh, hallelujah. So the word of God is the most precise revealer of God's mind and will for the fulfillment, for the fulfillment of man's destiny. The word of God is a revealer. So you want to know the mind of God. Don't seek a prophet. Seek the word of God. All right. And if God knows that amen, you still do not understand what he's saying, he sent a prophet to you. <laughs> Did the other just say he sends a prophet to you? Go join the chariots. You understand? Philip joined the chariots. The guy is coming with his, <clears throat> with his limousine. He's got all the money. He's got all the, but he's, he's, he's as blind as a bat. <laughs> so, so, so God sent the prophet to him because they also saw his heart. You see, they were not looking for what he has, what he carries. This guy, he was riding his limousine back in those days to ride on a chariot. You must be very wealthy. You're rich. 
But this guy is searching. He still couldn't understand. What, what, what's this man talking about? What are they talking about here? So they sent him a prophet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you see? They sent him a prophet because, listen to this. If, if Philip was not tracking in the spirit, he would have missed his time. Philip just had a major breakthrough. A major church breakthrough. I mean, the kind of breakthrough that everybody, amen, will be talking about. You find it on Charisma Magazine. You find it on, you know, uh, uh, God, uh, you know, Ch God Channel. You see it on, you know, all of these Christian channel. You know, Faith Channel. You see it there because this guy just had a major, you know, breakthrough in their ministry, and he was ready to build the next dome. God knows where he was ready to build, and the Spirit of the Lord said, "Philip, live this breakthrough." And go to the way called Gaza and position yourself there. There's a man I want you to reach. That was prophetic. You see, this guy could hear God. How did I know he could hear God? Because he left this major breakthrough. He left this thing that, you know, could, could put him in a position of an apostle. Remember, Philip was just an ordinary, you know, uh, 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 you know, one who gives food to the people. <laughs> he was serving table. Philip was one of the people called to serve table. Yet we see God working with this man just like Stephen. The next time we will hear about you know, Philip, he had become an apostle. Why? In the power of obedience. The scripture said, amen. He positioned himself. He saw the chariot coming. And he asked the man, do you know what you are reading? He said, I have no idea. I'm struggling here. <laughs> Alright? If you compare their level of literacy, if you compare the level of literacy of Philip and the Ethiopian Enoch, Philip cannot stand the man. But Philip comes with a dimension, hallelujah, that is not limited to the knowledge of men, to the wisdom of this world. This is why I am confident in my office because the position of the truth that we declare and the word that we declare is not of this earth. The, 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 the things that we are speaking of, amen, is from a different order of life. No matter how intelligent you are, you cannot tap into these things. They have to invite you. And for them to invite you, they must take you through certain process of dealings. And of course, you have to be called. Because I've, I know that this group of people today we have in the church, they're using their intellectual position and acumen. They're using their position. They're using their influence. They're using their acad academic knowledge and, their, and, their, and the amount of their salary and their position in government to want to define the things of the spirit. It will no longer continue that way. Uh -uh. You've got to understand that no one takes an honor of the spiritual things upon themselves. No. The Bible says when God calls, he doesn't call the wise after this world. He doesn't call those, amen, who, who think they know it all. No, no, no. When God calls, he calls the, he calls the ones we, we, look at, we look at as nothing. He empowers them with his spirit. And he says, go. Speak for me. You cannot compare the acumen of Philip to the Ethiopian Enoch. Yet, this guy came as a prophet. Do you know what you're reading. Do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I? I said, somebody explain to me. What a heart. What a heart. I need explanation. I need revelation. I need insight into these things. I don't know. I'm struggling. I'm reading, but I can't understand. Please open this thing up for me. 
Philip began to open. When, when, the, when the man learned to a certain level, he said, wait a minute, I need to be baptized. He, he, got, the, he got the message. <laughs> he got the message. And somebody will say, well, some, you know, some people, some white people brought, the, brought, brought light to Africa. You lie. Check the scripture. Check the scripture. The gospel has been in Africa before the white man came to Africa. Well, that's by the way, but that is important. Because you see, in the prophetic, we've got to bring clarity, insight. The Ethiopian Enoch brought the gospel through amen, his, his encounter with Philip. He brought the gospel amen, to Africa. Go check. Go read. Amen. Go study, amen, Ethiopia. You will not understand that the gospel has been here before some God knows who came to Africa. Now, and wherever the gospel is, there is, there is liberation, there is technology, there is development. Because the gospel comes, amen, with breakthrough, with technology, amen, with capacity, amen, with printing. Everything that you need, everything that they need, amen, to express the truth and to, and to live life successfully, it came with the gospel. So then let, no, no, let somebody tell you, well, no, 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 a white man brought the gospel to Africa, and that, that's a lie. You didn't read the scripture. You see, I, I try as much as possible to read. You read, you read. Understanding must be given to you. You see, Ethiopian Enoch, and that man, amen, was, was a wealthy man. So it's not a, like, the Bible says he was, amen, the, the chief financial officer. He was, the, he, was, he was in charge of the finance of Ethiopia. I hope you understand that Ethiopia was one of the richest, you know, nations back in those days. Well advanced, well advanced, amen, people. And this is not about race, now. I'm just giving you scripture. We've got to bring balance, all right? So, the word of God, amen, is, 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 is the most precise revealer of God's mind and will. We've got to know the mind of God regarding every area of life. Prophecy by, by nature ref, you know, reflects, the, reflects in detail the various facets and components of God's redemptive plan, intention, wisdom, knowledge, power, authority, and dealings through the ages to the present time. The prophet is the conveyor. The prophet is the conveyor, amen, of what is revealed through the Father's will. Or through God's heart, amen. The prophet is the plumb line, the measuring yastic of the father in the art of justice and judgment. Let me take that again. The prophet is the plumb line. The plumb line, amen, is the measuring yastic. The plumb line is what tells if it's balanced or not balanced. You see? So the prophet there is it's about sight. The prophet is 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 key into details. The prophet asked something about being detailed, being detailed, because God is detailed. So the prophet is the plumb line, the measuring yastic of the fathers of the father in the art of justice. So the prophet, amen, seeks justice, just like I just explained right now. Amen. The gospel has been in Africa before a white man comes and says, Well, no, we brought we brought gospel to Africa. No, that's a lie. A, a prophet seeks justice, seeks truth. Six people to know things in the right way. All right? Nobody lying. Nobody, you know, using scripture, doing all kinds of things to keep people in darkness. No. The prophet seeks to bring light. He sheds light. A prophet is informed. Is well informed. Is well reformed. Is aligned to the will of God. He seeks peace, justice, equity. Amen. And yet he brings judgment. 
if there need be. This ministry of a, of a prophet inv uh, invites us not just to know and share in the glorious in a manifestation of the presence of God, but also gives us the opportunity to partake of the divine nature of God. See, the prophet is forever seeking to bring people, amen, to the order, to the position of the nature of God. He wants to see people get redeemed. He wants people to be free, amen, to serve God. He's not seeking to keep people for himself, to himself. When somebody is seeking to haunt people and keep, keep, keep things to himself, he's uh, not a prophet. A prophet is forever directing people to God. If I be lifted up, John said, he, he, he must be what? exalted i must decrease he must increase that's the work of a prophet whenever the prophet speaks he's speaking of the exaltation of christ and his kingdom and he's speaking amen that he may decrease and as he decreased god exalts him the prophet deals with two basic concepts one the characteristics of the of the nature of god when you see all of these things that we are describing will help you. When a prophet is speaking, you'll be able to know if that's a prophet or not. His message, the way he conveys his message, the way he delivers his message, amen. The emphasis of the message, amen. The heart of the message will reveal to you if that man is a prophet or just another motivational you know, speaker. <laughs> you understand? And it's good. We all need to be motivated. But, but a motivational speaker cannot claim to be a prophet. Because their mission, amen, differs. Their assignment differs, amen. Their mandate, their agenda differs. The prophet deals with two basic aspects. One, the characteristics. He wants you to know the nature of God. He wants you to know the heart of God. But he also wants you to align your life, amen, to that divine order and pattern. Alright? While the second aspect deals with the expression, amen, of that nature. So, he wants you to know the nature of God. He wants you to understand the values of God. Secondly, he also, he will encourage you to do what? To express that nature. To know it. To, to own that nature. Because the Father wants you to be like him. Remember, we're created in his image and likeness. Yes. So, the prophet is seeking for a message of restoration. The, the, the message of a prophet, amen, is, is, is redemptive, amen, is, is reformative. Is, is reform, amen, is, is, rest, is, is restorative, hallelujah, is transformational, you understand? You've got to have all of this. The second seeks to seeks you to express that nature within the context of the, of the advancement and in, in increase of the kingdom of God within, within your life or within the nation. So if a prophet will always speak about justice, People must return back to God, must return back to his will, must return back to his desire. Let's continue quickly. One of the most difficult biblical subjects to Okay, let's 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 quickly move to something. Let's let's move to why we need the prophet. It will, it, will, it will help us to understand that one of the nature, one of the character, amen, of a prophet is to help us to have, a, you know, what I call a comprehensive comprehension. <laughs> a comprehensive, a total comprehension of the heart of God, of the will of God, all right? 
So the prophet, one of the reasons why we need to have a prophet is because it helps us to understand, to have a clear understanding, amen, of the intentions of God. You know, when, the, when God says, for I know the plans that I have towards you, plans of good, not of evil, is a prophet that helps us to understand that plan and how to align our heart, how to join ourselves, how to aff affiliate ourselves, amen, to that program, to that pattern, to that desire of God, so that his will, amen, becomes reality. You know, growing up, like, I, like I've shared several times, you know, my growing up was a bit challenging, very, very, very challenging. In fact, not a bit, it was quite challenging. But as I began to grow up and I began to c come in contact with certain people who have a flair, desire for the prophetic, you know, even though things did not immediately change around my life, but suddenly I begin to have this understanding that, okay, it's all making sense. You know, one of the first things that change in your life when you connect with a prophet or you're growing the prophetic is that your perspective start changing. Your perspective start changing. You start seeing things differently. What, you know, will cause you to get angry and bitter and, you know, maybe want to run away. Go, suddenly you begin to kind of embrace those things, not embracing them as defeat. You begin to embrace them or as part of what you need to grow, to develop, to become whatever God will have you be. And that was what began to happen in my, in my own personal life. And I was a teenager at that point. I began to realize, wow, okay. Because, I mean, I got into ministry at a very early age. Because somebody would say, you've been in ministry for 30 years. Well, <laughs> I'm not a young man. <laughs> at 51, you're not young. But the point is, the point is, when God begins to align your life to ministry at a very early age, there are a lot of things that you, you go through, you learn, all right? and of course, a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. But as you develop, as you grow, particularly when you begin to come around certain people who've gone ahead of you, who know certain things better than you, and you begin to learn through their life, suddenly you begin to see why you know, certain things need to be the way they are, and you embrace it. I think one of the things that have really helped me is the fact that God placed certain people who are spiritually mature, but who were also going through their own struggles. They had needs. They had needs. But God brought me into their life. Amen. And I began to learn from them and began to see how, you know, they're dealing with things. And just watching them allow me to stop complaining. Allow me to stop, you know, asking why. God, why? <laughs> I start asking, what are you doing, Lord? Not why. Because, I mean, you can't ask him why. He, he's God. He can do whatever he needs to do. He's sovereign. But beyond that position of his sovereignty, his plan for me were good plans, even though I didn't know that. But as I yield and I submit myself, I began to learn. And I learned quick and fast. And, and that, I guess, you know, was what God used to, you know, to accelerate my life, you know. Until I was called into, into pastoring. And that was, that was good. And even then, you, you still made mistakes. But you, you, you know, you, you're growing, you're learning, and you, you have that quest and hunger. So it's important to understand that when, when God brings us into you know, uh, uh, the arena where we have people that can speak into our life from that you know, advantage position of, of prophets, it gives us... It gives us, amen, the, 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 the understanding. It gives us the, the grace. It gives us the ability, amen, to learn quick and fast, amen, and to yield. Because, you know, two things will happen to us as we journey with God, all right? 
we can either we can either embrace what God is saying, amen, or we resist it. And the more we resist God and resist his counsel in our life, the more the time to learn, amen, gets to be elongated. You don't want that. You want to quickly surrender and submit. Amen. So that whatever needs to be done is done and you move to the next level. All right. I mean, Jesus finished his work at the age of 33. I mean, to me, that is still the most, uh, 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 you know, advanced, you know, principles of learning. I mean, how, 33, he was done. Yes. It's not about the age. It's about how quick we are, we are willing to obey, to surrender and to yield. All right. So it will help us to understand that the nature of the prophetic is to bring us to understanding things that may seem blurring, that may seem difficult, that may seem, you know, uh, uh, you know, challenging for us to comprehend. All right, particularly when we live in in, in a day where everything is looking very difficult, challenging. You know, you everything is just difficult. You, you're dealing with domestic challenges. You're dealing with financial challenges. You're dealing with your own personal emotional challenges. You're dealing with all kinds of issues, and sometimes you just want to give up and give it. No, when when you begin to see things from the eyes of a mature spiritual, you know. Uh, 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 people around you guess what you begin to develop the right perspective and that's why it's important to create the right environment remember we, i think it was yesterday or day for yesterday we we're talking about the environment the environment the environment to which a prophet grows matters and the environment environment that you that wants to grow in the prophetic amen uh, 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 you know, growing up in the prophetic matters, the, that environment, what you listen to, you know, the, where you go, the kind of things you feed, your, you know, do you know that just listening to the wrong message can also kind of, you know, deaden or, or I don't want to say kill, but can prevent you from growing in the things of the spirit. I'm talking about Christian messages. Who you listen to, amen. The, the kind of songs you listen to, the environment, because the songs you, you listen to, all right, creates, you know, a certain expectation in your life. The songs you listen to, you feed your spirit, amen, creates an environment. You see, there are, there, are, there are materials that you listen to that accelerate, that increases, that motivates you, amen, to press in into the things. Of, I could remember, you know, uh, when I first came across uh, 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 Jesse Yupton's song. I was still uh, in Johannesburg. Of course, I was already a prophet. I was already here, you know. But, but this lady, this lady just walked up to me in the church that I used to assist in Johannesburg. This lady just walked up to me. Just try to remember her name. I can't remember. She just walked up to me. He said, Prophet Isaiah, I know you are going to love this. And I'm like, okay, Cynthia, what are you talking about? That's her name, Cynthia. I said, what are you talking about? He said, have you heard of a guy called Jesse Yupton? I said, no. He said, wow. So I know something you don't know. <laughs> I said, what do you mean by that? I mean, it doesn't mean that because I'm a prophet, I must know everything. I, know. I said, so what's, what's, I said, so what, is he a minister? I said, no. Then she gave me this city. She said, I'm blessing you with this city. You go listen to this city. And that was Jason Yupton, you know, uh, uh, freedom. Oh, Lord Jesus. And she was so right. When I got home, I slot the CD in. I said, Lord, where has this man been all my life? Jason Yupton. That was the first time I listened to a song by Jason Yupton. I was all over the place. You know, from jumping and screaming and praying and crying and all of that. All the spiritual emotion was just, you know, my adrenaline was an, 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 in another level. 
Yes, that's what happens as a prophet. The atmosphere, we, we're very concerned about the atmosphere because the atmosphere defines and determines how we track the things of the Spirit. And of course, many people who know me, if you know me as a prophet, you know, you will know that I must have shared Jason Yuptin material with you, songs and all of that, ask you to download it and all of that. But it's been a while that I've listened to Jason Yuptin. But, you know, five, six, seven years ago, you know, when you come around me, you're listening to Jason Yuptin because it sets me on the tone to pray. And it gives me a vision of my assignment. So, uh, you see, songs create environment for you. I don't just listen, like, you know, I don't listen to any kind of song. No, I don't care if he's a Christian. In fact, I'd rather listen to a classical music than listen to some of the songs some Christians say they are singing for the Lord because it makes no sense to me. They're just trying to sell something in the name of Jesus. All right? Let's, let's carry on. We said the prophetic ministry in all intent is far greater than the verbal word. We're defining, we're trying to define and understand who a prophet is. But we're trying to describe it because the description, have you noticed that that's how God defines things? When God wants to give you definition, he describes that thing for you. <laughs> it gives you a description because what, I, what is he going to say for you to be able to grab what he's saying? So he gives you description. He dramatizes it. And that's what, you know, I'm trying to do, all right? The prophetic ministry is, in all intent, is far greater than a, a verbal word. All right? Or some signs and wonder, you know, called ministry. Signs and wonder ministry. No. There's something bigger about the prophetic that speaks into the heart, into the mind of God, that speaks into the feelings of God, the emotions of God, that speaks into, amen, his, you know, his desire. This ministry is primarily ordained to house, in its true form, the eternal realities and essence of the divine life of God. The ministry of the prophet is the custodian of the formation and expression of the creative and redemptive nature of the Father. That's why I keep saying, if truly you are a prophet or you are being nurtured by a prophet, you cannot but to prosper because the ministry by design is, 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 is purpose-driven, of course, and purpose-driven means that it leads you to locate God's purpose for your life and it resources you in terms of creativity. The prophetic is very creative. It's a creative ministry. And that creative ministry can flow in all dimensions that makes you, amen, to become, you know, a well-resourced person. All right? So, the prophetic is the custodian of the formation and the expression of the creative and redemptive nature of the Father. The, prophe the prophetic or the prophet, amen, is, is, is the spiritual template. I like this. Is the spiritual template, amen, and functional ability of the life. That is lived in complete trust and obedience to the voice and the speakings of the Lord. Of course, we've said we've we've, we've talked about this. It is it the, the prophetic is a priestly ministry that 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 resides perpetually before the presence of the Father, in order to precisely express His essence and glory in the earth. 
the prophetic or the prophet, amen, is a priestly ministry that recites perpetually before the presence of the Father in order to precisely express his essence and his, and his glory, amen, in the earth. The prophet is the, is, is the very embodiment of the four primary ministry of Christ, which is death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. All right? The prophet, amen, or the prophetic is the embodiment of the four primary ministry of Christ. All right? Death is not just an event. Burial is not just an event. Resurrection is not just an event. Ascension is not just an event. They are seasons of spiritual development, amen, in the things of God. Hallelujah. When we want to advance in the things of God, we start from the position of death. When you come to Christ, you come to life. When, you, when they give you life, then the next thing they do, amen, they put you to death. That's why, you know, when you come to Jesus, the first three, four, you know, months or maybe few, some people, one year, two years, it's all, you know, uh, uh, rosy, rosy. It's more like you're doing your honeymoon, yes. And after that, okay, of course, you've got to go into ministry. So they plunge you into process of death. What's the death? They start killing those emotional strongholds in your life. Oh, nobody wants that. Till today, people that have given their life to Jesus over 20 years ago, they still refuse to embrace death because they love their soul. They love the soul. So they will appreciate and jump up with all the prophetic, but don't touch that area. Don't touch that dimension in their soul. Suddenly, their face changes. Those are those, those are those who love their life unto death. <laughs> Remember the Bible says, for this one, they love not their life unto death. If there's an area in your life that you're afraid to talk about, you're afraid to release to God, you're afraid, amen, or you feel not, you know, uh, 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 okay to be dealt with, then you're not ready to go on with the Lord. Because death is the passage to the next dimension of God in your life. And when things die, it, they must be buried. When they are buried, they are no longer under your control. They are no longer under your what? Control. The Lord himself will deem me fit and say, okay, we'll give this thing. Three days, four days, five years. You come back to life again. And that is not just something that deals with the flesh. There are certain grace and giftings. I know people who, before they gave their life to Jesus, they were operating in all kinds of, you know, grace and giftings. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. But the moment you give your life to Jesus, that gift is going to die so it can resurrect, amen, in the divine order to which God ordained it to function. Or else you just become another Sangoma. You, you become a glorified, you know, uh, 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 you know palm reader. Now people, yes, who have those giftings, they, they will tell you, ah, this thing has been in me. You know, I got it from my great-grandmother. <laughs> God help you. You continued using that gift without submitting it through the passage, amen, of, of dying. You give your life to Jesus Christ and let that thing be buried, amen, so that that thing can be awakened in the new reality of its ordained functionality. You are going to realize that that thing is going to bring you into trouble, that gift. That's a good one. Maybe that's a good place to begin to round up. Because there are people who say, oh, well, well, I just operate in this gift. It's just a natural thing. There's nothing so natural. If you don't allow truth, amen, 
to help you deal with a gift that is functioning in your life that has not been submitted to Christ, that gift, amen, is going to create a sense of falsehood in your life because the gift will be functioning. The gift will be functioning. People will be coming to you with their dreams and you'll be telling them, this is, this is it, this is it. I mean, people who are not tracking with God all right, and they're having dreams, they're seeing things for people and they're like, wow, this is, this is happening to me. You know, I can easily see things. You hear people tell you, I just see things. I see things. I hear things. You know, I just know things. And they're so happy about it, you know. But they've not given their heart to the Lord. And they're expecting. No, the enemy, I will hijack that gift. Oh, amen. In fact, what the devil does, amen, he will continue to allow you to use that gift. While everyone is calling you and saying, come, do the right thing. No, no, no. It's like, you know, it's like living with a man. You don't want to marry, but you keep having children for the man. And you're like, what? But we've got children. Listen to this. One day the man can walk away. Or the other way. Because you have not done the right thing. There are things that, we, there are protocols to the things of the spirit. All right? The fact that something is working does not make it right. That's why you see all of these guys. They are working in certain power. You'll be wondering, how can you say this man is not of God? Can't you see what he's doing? <laughs> I mean, here is that damsel walking, you know, daily, you know, Paul, uh, uh, Paul, was it Paul and Silas, you know, doing their thing. And this girl keeps saying, these guys have come to show us the way of eternal life. I mean, she was saying the right thing. She, she was able to track the spirit of Paul. But she was using the wrong spirit. She was using a familiar spirit. You know, people don't like their familiar spirit to die. Because that gives them life. It gives them power. It gives them a sense of, you know, identity. I, I know a lot of people like that. They can see things. They can hear things. They can easily, before they sleep, they'll close their eyes. They will have dreams. And those dreams come to pass. Well, how would you want your life, amen, to be guided by somebody whose life is not submitted to Christ's authority? So the question you must ask yourself, so who is influencing this person? The devil did not give the gift, but the devil will manipulate the gift. Because you are not under the authority. The, the, the principle of God is the gift of God works when we submit. The authority of God works in our life when we submit to the authority of God. When, when your authority of, excuse me, when your submission is complete in Christ, then you are given authority. Lest you exercise authority, amen, that will bring you into trouble. Because listen, the things that you're dealing with will have to deal with all kinds of powers and governments, spiritual governments and power. There are certain places you're going to go to and you're going to meet those who are stronger than you. And they're going to put you, you know, to rest. It's this stuff there. So we, we have to be very careful and we have to, you know, allow the Spirit of God to guide our heart and lead us as we surrender and yield ourselves, all right, to the ministry of the prophet. All right. Did I finish? Okay. Let me, let me finish with this. The life of a prophet Though simple, listen to this, I'm going to round up with this now. The life of a prophet, though it seems simple, yet is a complex amen, and is unique in terms of perspective and approach to life. The life of a prophet, amen, most times is seen as a simple life, but yet this life is a complex life, is unique in terms of its, its perspective and approach to life. Every prophet... Okay, every prophet may though have a commonality of assignment, 
but are completely different in terms of their their in terms of their their spiritual branding and culture and identity amen and of course in the manner to which they express the various facets of their biblical spiritual identity and existence you know this is a, a, a whole full of mouth you know uh, you know a statement but it's important all right every prophet though may have a commonality of assignment but are completely different in terms of their, you know, in terms of their, their spiritual branding. Every product has got his own branding, you know. When you, takes, when you taste Coca-Cola and, and, uh, and uh, Pepsi, you know, they, they are all, you know, cola, but they don't taste the same. You know, that's the way I can describe it. You understand? Every prophet has got his own special branding. I'm talking about true prophet now. There's something that separates them, all right? There's something that marks them different. They, they've got that brand. They've got that thing. That even if you go to prophet, God knows what, no, no. If, if God's counsel for your life and purpose, amen, has to do with you submitting to the prophetic calling of Isaiah to build you up, to fulfill that thing. Even if you move to, you know, God knows who all the prophets there, you're not going to be fulfilled until you come to this prophet. This prophet may not have all of the things that they have, but because that's the way he's been branded. You see, the prophets are branded for a specific assignment. They, are, they, they have their own unique identity. You see, BMW and Mercedes-Benz, amen, they are very two good cars, but there's something different about these two different brands. That's just the best way I can explain this thing. You understand? So you've got to, you've got to, if the Lord is directing you to a place, there's a reason why he's doing that, all right? So every prophet may, you know, though may have a commonality, because prophets all have the same concept of assignment, but the way they carry out their assignment and their emphasis, their, their desire, their you know, principle of bringing that assignment, of course, differs. So every prophet may, though, have a commonality of assignment, but they are completely different in terms of their, in terms of their spiritual branding, their culture. The culture is very important. You know, you must know, amen, the culture of the person, the, of, of, you know, the culture means philosophy, ideology. All of that is part of culture. You know, you, you've got to be able to connect to the culture, to, to the mannerism. There's a way, you know, I, I'm a very serious person, but also very friendly and very jovial. But, uh, but I'm also, amen, you, you don't want to mess with me, you know, the fact that I'm very jovial, I'm, I'm playful and all of that. But when I take my stand on an issue, you you can't change my mind. So you, you've got to understand, amen, the dealing. And those are part of the dealings of God, amen. John is not James. James is not, you know, Bartholome. Bartholome is not Paul. You see, there are 12 of them that God called and God ordained, amen, re reflecting the various nature and character that Christ wants to reveal in the government of his, of his, of his, you know, of his purpose in the earth. That's why I call them 12, all right? We've got to understand this aspect. So somebody said, well, this man of God is not preaching like that one. Well, there's a reason why he's not preaching like that one. There's a reason why he's not speaking like that one. There's a reason why he lives his life the way, amen. What other people would do and get away with it, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. You understand? You know, how other people will live their life, you know, the, the sense of flamboyancy that other people, you know, will don't see anything wrong with it. To me, something is wrong. You know, it's just, it's just not part of who I am and I, who, and who I I am is not just part of you know how I want to see myself. The prophetic brands you. Your prophetic assignment brands you. It brands you. It brands you. It identifies you. 
It defines the kind of people that are called to you. All right? Doesn't mean that uh, I, I, I'm cheap. No, doesn't mean that you know I I I, I don't have you know value. You know I, I have value, but the the expressions of you know who you are is totally. I'm saying something that is very important that people need to know because you need to know how you're relating to the prophetic because how you relate to the prophet will define how you're gonna receive the prophetic gift because at the end of the day the prophet, amen, is a gift to the church. And we've got to understand how, amen, he functions when a gift is coming to the house. You know, I always tell people, when a gift is coming to your house, I always tell pastors, when a gift is coming to your house, you've got to prepare the people before that gift comes. Lest when the gift comes, all they're doing is to size the gift up. So who is this man? Why is he like this? No, no, no. You first take the first 30 minutes to size him up. By the time he's done, all right, you're beginning to just understand the message is done. He's, he's gone. You understand? You've got to prepare the people. If, if, if a gift is coming to the town, if a gift is coming to your nation, you've got to prepare the people. You've got to understand who that man is, not just the message is coming with. The way he brings his message, the way he delivers his message, his attitude, his mannerism, all of that are part of the message message if you don't understand that amen like jesus came amen and they were still trying to track him is, is it is it really no no he's done he's done his job amen he's gone they are still waiting for their messiah the messiah has come and gone are you getting the point so it's important you understand all of that i don't have the time to start trying to prove myself to people before they accept no i come deliver the message is done so if if the person inviting me does not take time to tell the people this is who this man is this is where he's coming from you see it's not for me to begin to display my pedigree it is for those who have partaken of the grace and the gift to say here is this man and that's why you will find that is a principle in the word of god paul will always speak regarding the people he's sending I'm sending Titus. I'm sending Timothy. All right? He's, he's a man that I honor, that I respect. He's a brother in the law. You have to, amen, tell the people about the grace and the gifting. It's important. If you want, if you want people to receive something, that's in the world. They call it marketing. Although we don't do marketing, all right? But we do a preparation of heart. People must know what they're buying into. All right? You, you cannot come into the life of a gift, amen, and you're taking that gift for granted. That gift is a tool edge sword you understand you don't want the gift event to you know to to kill you. you want the gift to give you life but for you to receive life you've got to have the right value you've got to have the right understanding you've got to be prepared amen you've got to amen uh, uh, remove all forms of prejudice amen and that's the work of a leader the leader must make sure that he or she removes the prejudice the idea whatever it is that you think a prophet is or is not you clear the atmosphere so that when he comes he can glide he can speak amen there's authority there is the atmosphere is right for him to speak and to bring forth the heart of God you gotta do that father we thank you oh hallelujah thank you father help us father to Embrace all of this truth, O oh God, that you are sharing with us. We need to take these things to heart. Mary kept all these things in her heart. She cherished that word that the angel Gabriel brought. She cherished them. She kept it in her heart. Help us to keep this thing in our hearts, O oh God. Not to forget. We don't want to commit 
the sin of forgetfulness. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Father. Thank you, Lord, for my brethren. Thank you for my brothers and sisters and all the great men that have turned up to watch, all the great women that have turned up, oh God, to listen. I pray, Father, for them. May the truth that we have shared may gain entrance into their life, into their space. May this word, oh God, update their life. May this word bring them to a better understanding. May this word grant them, oh God, better vision, better clarity, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our Lord is good. Thank you, Father, for this truth. Thank you for the, for the revelation of this word. We appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us in such a plain language. Thank you for helping us to see the things that we need to see. We are learning how to receive spiritual gifts because if we dis discard them and reject them, we can benefit from them. So, Father, we want to repent today of how we have treated your gift, how we have treated you through your gift, but we also repent for how your gift has been misused and mistreated, oh God, in the church, in the body of Christ, to the point that this gift has become an issue of disdain to many. We repent, oh God, of all of this. We ask you to forgive us. Forgive us, oh God, for not seeing things the way you have ordained us to see. We repent of the ways, oh God, of our attitude, O oh God, to the ministry of the prophet. We repent, O oh God, of rejecting your prophets and spitting on them and st stoning them because of their simplicity. We've refused to see the complexity of your grace in their life. That a true prophet will need sight. We need sight to be able to see them, to identify them. They walk among us. Many of them walk among us, live among us, oh God, not having anything, not having food sometimes, not having clothing, not having the, 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 the basic things of life. And because they are not those who go out there and make noise and ask, and we, we, we neglect them, we forsake them. Lord, this is a sin that the church has committed. Because most prophets don't have a church. They don't have a support. So we forget them. But yet they are your voice. They are the pillars. They are the ones that you have ordained to help us. To give us courage and strength. They are the stability. They are the structure that holds everything together. Help us, Father. Help us to have a change of heart. Help us to begin to ask you. Show us who are prophets in your house. Show us who are potential prophets who are growing what can we do to assist them to encourage them to build them up what can we do help us to see these things oh God help us to have a new 
sense of engagement. And when prophets live life in the way they are called to live it, help us not to condemn them and challenge them and call them names and think that they're just killjoy. Help us to see the burdens of their heart. Help us to know the pain, the things that they're going through. Help their family to know that they're not just some weird, killjoy, separated, depressed people. No. They are the carriers of joy. But if we don't have a desire for the things of the Spirit, we can hardly relate with them. So we pray, Father, that we will begin to have a ton of leave, our heart, our desire and yearning to this ministry, oh God, will change. Because indeed, a prophet is just a reflection of who you are. It's just that aspect of you that we don't know, that we are not familiar with. A prophet is an extension of your life, your grace. Just like an apostle is a reflection, an extension of who you are. Just like a shepherd is a reflection and a condition of your heart. Help us, O oh God, to see all of these things through your eyes so that we can live life in the way you ordained it for your own glory, O oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you so very much, everyone that has join us this afternoon this uh, uh, day in this live broadcast i really do appreciate it of course this is also live on uh, youtube this is our 10th session on youtube and of course if you're watching from uh, facebook uh, uh, live broadcast this is our 47th broadcast on this teaching on the prophetic it's amazing the things that we have talked about and we have looked into and the lord is still speaking to us so I believe that today we will wrap it up here. We'll leave it here in terms of defining who a prophet is. There's still a lot to talk about, but let's leave it here so we can move on to other things. All right, quickly, we hope that by next month we should be done with this class. And we'll be looking forward to next year, what God is going to do in the Zadok Prophetic School of Leadership next year. We're believing God that he will grant us, amen, grace. We want to trans translate and transcribe this thing to other languages so we can also, you know, reach out to other people who may want to, you know, benefit from this, you know, uh, teachings from their own dialect or language. So we believe in God, amen, to, to do that. We believe in God for great things. So once again, thank you everyone for uh, watching. Thank you for connecting. Thank you, Facebook, for giving me the opportunity to see the names of my people again and to be able to read their comments. Yes, I see the last comment that is posted. Glory. Uh, uh, not what and not why. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tina. Of course, I see amen, another one there. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Yes, I see another one from Sister Kumisa. In God, death is a gateway to life. Yes, thank you so very much. Uh, God bless you. Appreciate it. Uh, let me see if I can read two more. All right. The nature of the of the day reflects uh, uh, the kind of prophets to be released. Yes, Sister Tina, thank you so much for that. Yes, yes. Uh, 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 a prophet is a priest. Yes. Thank you so very much. Keep 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 responding. I love to read the comments. I love to read because it also helps me to know that you're grabbing what we're talking about. So thank you all. God bless you. I'm going to sign up from uh, my uh, YouTube or a channel just gonna sign out thank you so very much if you're watching on our YouTube channel we'll appreciate it God bless you enjoy the rest of your day bye bye all right 
So thank you so very much, everyone uh, uh, um, that has joined us on Facebook. I really appreciate this time. We believe God for great things. Hope to see you again tomorrow. Uh, enjoy your day. Wow, we've got a few uh, people who, who watched us today today on YouTube. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm sure they can't hear me because I've already turned, you know, uh, uh, log out of uh, YouTube. But thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all. Appreciate it. Please continue to pray for me. And I need all the prayer. And, of course, we need all the support. God bless you. Bye-bye.